Welcome in, friend. This is 500 Seconds to Joy, and I'm your host, Stephanie. This is a podcast for the busy mom who needs a little extra joy in her day. I will chat with you for just a few minutes and share some encouraging words and biblical truth. I also have fabulous guests who are sure to inspire you and remind you that you matter and you were created for a divine purpose. Get ready to be encouraged, lovely friend, and soak in the words to the song you're about to hear. It was composed by Crystal and Bobby from Flow Uptuous. May it speak to your sweet mama heart. Enjoy. to take a breath now, a sweet moment for you. And it's time to acknowledge all the things that you do. Oh, mama, don't you worry about the girls and the boys. It's time to take a break with 500 seconds to join. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. This is episode number 90, and this week we're having a money series. We are talking about finances and my guests today are Bethany and Corey Adkins. They are the hosts of the podcast, the Millennial Mission Podcast, and they have a pretty incredible story about their journey with debt, which is a journey they're still on, and I so appreciate that they're sharing the messy middle. They have some really good tips and advice for us today, and I really think you're going to be encouraged by what they share And you're going to maybe get some insight into your own money journey and things to think about in your life. I hope it uplifts you and inspires you. And without further ado, here's Bethany and Corey. Okay, I have Bethany and Corey Atkins on the podcast today. They're also podcasters, the Millennial Mission podcast. And you may have heard from Bethany last time she was on the podcast and Bethany and Corey are married and they have two awesome kids and they have this really great, (laughs) (laughs) they have this great journey of getting out of debt and continuing to do that. And so I'm super excited for you to talk with us today because whenever we talk about money on the podcast, um, I feel like people really like it because it's relatable and a lot of people have their own debt journey that they're journeying through or have journeyed through. So let's start by having you guys share a little bit about yourselves um, and a little bit about what you do with the Millennial Mission Podcast, and then we can dive into um, your debt journey. Sounds good. I'll do the, this Go intro ahead. part, and then you can answer some, some of the questions. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. So like she said, we are Corey and Bethany Adkins. Um, we have a podcast called The Millennial Mission Podcast, and it is just geared toward empowering our generation to rise up and be the people that God has called us to be. Um, we started it um, as a, I started it as a blog, and really it was just talking about the real hard things that we all face but nobody talks about. And one of those things for us was debt. Um, We were in a massive amount of debt, and I was like, just thinking, I can't wait until we're a victory story, because I love those stories of, like, triumph, but something I often realized was nobody really shares those until they're already a victory. Like, nobody shares their before picture until they have an after to go with it, and that was kind of frustrating to me, because, like, that messy middle part is often where we learn the most and we have the biggest lessons and those are the most important parts in my opinion. So I just said to Corey, why don't we just share, like, we're in a massive amount of debt. We're not perfect parents. We don't have 
a perfect marriage. We're just trying to be our best. So why don't we just share our journey um, at, in real time while we're doing it, the struggles and everything, and just encourage other people to do the same. So that's kind of um, one of the biggest things. And in, in the midst of that, we're just challenging people to step into their God-given purposes. So, yeah. Awesome. I love it. And so do you want to start sharing a little bit about your debt journey, Corey? Like kind of how it started. And I know it's a long story, <laughs> but mm -hmm. yeah. Can you share with us kind of how it yeah. got started? Because I think everybody has a different beginning. So it's kind of, I think it's interesting to hear. And I appreciate that you share the messy middle because I think we're all living that right now, you know, in different ways. Absolutely. Right. So it's kind of intertwined with living our purpose too. Beth and I started out, we both went to college. We both got degrees. She has a degree in nursing. I have a degree in education. So we were kind of just trucking down the path that the everybody tells you you're supposed to trek down. Graduated, um, got jobs, bought a house in a neighborhood, got a loan on the house, uh, all of those things, just kind of living your normal, quote unquote, American dream life that everybody treks down. <clears throat> and somewhere in that, we, uh, we got called out. We felt God calling us out to go to California. Uh, we live in Ohio, by the way, if we didn't mention that already. But um, so we sold our house. And well, and let me back up. At the time, with the house, we had about $250,000 worth of debt between student loans, the house, and some credit cards. Um, we moved to California, um, started uh, helping run a business in California because so we felt God calling us out there and really kind of put our debt on our we knew that we should be attacking debt and we knew that we shouldn't have it and that we should be paying it off. We were raised that way, but we put it on hold to try to um, just sacrifice and help with the, with the business and everything that we were doing out there. Um, we ran, helped run that business for four, uh, almost four years and felt God really calling us back home to Ohio, even though it was the last thing that we wanted to do. And we really didn't realize why he wanted us to come home. And there's multiple reasons why he wanted us to come home. But in that, it gave us the ability to reduce our expenses and really start hammering down on the debt that we had paused and put on hold. And when I say pause and put on hold, we increased it while we were in California. Significantly. Significantly. So even though it was at 250, we sold the house for 150. We started piling on some credit card debt and increased it. Um, and by doing that, one of the, some of the things that we did was we were in, we were living the California life that we enjoyed. Uh, we were in a 3,500 square foot, beautiful home, overlooked a lake, um, did what we wanted to do, went on trips that we wanted to go on, all those things. And we knew we needed to make sacrifices when we moved back home. So we moved into a thousand square foot apartment. Um, only had one car and made some multiple other sacrifices that I don't know if you're going to ask us about or if Beth wants to touch on. Uh, but that's what started us on really tackling our debt and on this debt journey. Yeah. That's impressive. And I will say that I'm super impressed by the fact that you had this big house and you downsized. I feel like that is the hardest thing to do is to 
downgrade your lifestyle because I've had to do that too in my life. And it's so painful and it takes so much self-control. It's just such an act of discipline. It's really hard. So kudos to you guys for doing that. Um, And I'm sure God has played a role in, you know, supporting you through this process because it's a hard process, right? I mean, it's, there's a lot of ups and downs and frustrations and, you know, the sacrifice, I feel like giving up what you want for what you know you should be doing is right. so, so hard. That's just crazy hard. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I think that's something that we often get mixed up, especially here in America, as we we get these lives and we we have these things that we really can't afford, but the bank says you can afford them because you can make a payment on them. So then you get into this like comfortable life. Um, but you're still unhappy. And so I think it's important to, we think that when we buy these things that, oh, I'm going to be happy if I get, I just need to get this. I just need to get this. But comfort does not always equal happiness. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're living a really uncomfortable life right now. Just like you said, it's hard. It's very humbling. Um, We live in the hometown I went to high school at, and I live, I, um, my family was middle class. I had six siblings. We had a, a very nice, my parents worked very hard and we had a nice home. And now we live in the apartment complex of our, of my hometown and it's humbling. Um, but comfort does not always equal happiness. I am, we're so it's, it's peace. Like we have peace now, even though we're living a life I never thought we would be living. There's so much more peace that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I think, you know, what was the moment that was there a moment or was it a string of moments that made you realize it was time to get serious about your debt? Because I always think it's interesting to hear if there was like a light bulb moment or if maybe it was more of a progression. I think it was, it was a series of moments. And I think that God tries to teach you lessons And if you don't get it the first time, he's going to keep hitting you with it. So like Corey said, when we were in California, we kept, we kept racking up the debt. And at first I was, I was travel nursing. So I was making really good money, but we were just spending it. We were just blowing it and, and racking up more debt on top of that. And, you know, we're buying all these, like I said, these material things that you would think, or going on these trips that you would think would make us happy. And we were strapped, like completely strapped. It was just like we were working and spending and working and spending. And it becomes this vicious cycle where we didn't learn it the first month. We didn't learn it the second month and maybe not even the 10th month. But finally, it's like this way of life is not working for us. And so it took, you know, we always knew we needed to get out of debt, but it took us realizing like this is not freedom, like being strapped and being so bound down by our bills every month that like, we're just hoping we can make them ends meet. Um, when we're making this much money, uh, that's not okay. So I think it was like a culmination of things. Is that what you would say? Yeah. Yeah. It's a slippery slope when it comes to finances. And I think that in America, we can just, we can get so much more than we really can afford. And so it's easy to just avoid it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that made it stay fresh or a constant reminder. We talk about this a lot, but just we were working off of a budget. So during this whole time, getting in debt and everything too, we knew what was coming in. 
in the form of income. We knew what we were spending and what our expenses were this whole time. And we had a budget. So every month and week, and it was just a constant reminder that this was this burden hanging on us. So I think, you know, really, we talk about those being the first steps to really owning your finances and getting on this financial journey period is knowing what's coming in and what's coming out. But you still can slip up even knowing what those are. But it's still there as a reminder. So when we were moving back home, and we didn't have the business in the forefront of our minds and making sacrifices, we really were looking at what was coming in, what was going out and what we owed. And we're like, we need to get rid of this. Yeah. One more quick thing to add to that. You, I guess my light bulb moment for me, Corey, toward the end of our time in California, really felt a conviction from the Lord. Like he was calling us home. I did not feel that. I loved California. I loved our life. I loved our church. I loved our friends, everything. And I was really angry. I was angry at Corey. I was angry at God. And so Corey, you know, obviously we came home and it was the right decision, but it was really hard for me because I just loved our life there. Um, and so for me, it was really Corey convincing me to be home. He said, if, if we move back to California or we move back to Ohio, you're not going to have to work, which is something you've always wanted to do. You can be home with the kids and we can get out of this debt once and for all. And at the time I said, okay, so if we get out of debt, can we come back to California? And he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we could do that. So for me, I was like, all right, let's just tackle this once and for all. And I don't know that that's, what's going to happen. You know, we've been home for almost two years now, year and a, half. a year and a half. And I don't know that we'll go back to California. Um, but for me, that was like but my big motivator. Might go back to California. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. But that was a big motivator for me. That was my light bulb moment. I'm like, all right, he feels God calling us to go home. I don't really have a feeling one way or another, but selfishly, I want to be in California. But I do know that God does not call us to be in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. And so that is the right move. And that's what we're going to do. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, so someone listening maybe is in a similar situation and what, what do you think like practical things they could do to take the right steps? So for you, it was moving home, it was downsizing and, you know, I'm sure there, you know, the budget, there's other things that go into it, but like, what do you think most people would benefit from starting with? Like, would it be a budget? Would it be, you know, what would it be, do you think? Yeah. So again, it goes back to just simply starting with, if you don't know, you got to treat your, your household like a business in this sense. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't take it as serious as that. And you need to know what income is coming in and what, your spending going out. So we actually created a, um, a mini course called how to own your finances so they don't own you. And what it does is it walks people through that step of looking at like three months worth of uh, what's coming in and what's going out, listing all those things out. And then you have to look at that and you obviously want what's going out to be less than what's coming in. So then we walk through people walk through a process of what can you cut in that, in that guide. And once you get to the end of of the guide of knowing what's coming in, what's coming out and having an idea of that, then we also have a free download. That's a a budget sheet 
Um, it's just a simple Excel spreadsheet that we made. Um, it's one we were using and we didn't think that we were qualified enough to really put that out there. But we then had people asking us and we kind of just took for granted the fact that we had made a, a budget sheet and were using one and had made those part of our disciplines. So we went ahead and, and put that out there that people can download for free as well. And once you know what's coming in, what's going out, and you've made cuts to get that down, and you look at your budget sheet, if you have debt, now you can look at your debt and start listing th that out. And your sacrifices may not be as big as some of the ones that we've made. Maybe they need to be bigger. I don't know. Everybody's a little bit different. But what we started doing is once we were able to even get our expenses down, we looked at ways to dramatically get them down even more through move, downsizing, moving into a smaller uh, apartment in a less expensive area by only having one car initially. Um, all of those things just to try to speed that process up. Yeah. And it can be small things too, like, like cutting cable. Uh, cutting Netflix, cutting Hulu, deciding, all right, I'm going to cut TV altogether, save that money and read personal development instead. Um, so it doesn't have to be a drastic cross country move. And I think that's what pe hangs people up. Other small things that we do is when we go out to eat, which we try to limit, but when we do, we always get water. If you think about it, when you go out to eat, the average drink is like 239 a person. So if you have a four person family, that's close to $10. Um, so those things add up. So it's little things like that. Finances can be something I want to say to your audience is finances can be really overwhelming. It's like this cloud that you're like, I just don't even, I just want to avoid it. But it's really simple. It's not easy because it's hard to address your like pain points in life, but it's really simple. And so if you just need a budget, like Corey said, that's a completely free download that we have. And Honestly, the whole reason we created it is because we needed something simple that we could do. It takes us like a half hour a month to just like we have it on autopilot now. But also if your finances are feeling super overwhelming, um, the how to own your finances so they don't own you. We created that just to make it super simple because we, the free it's hard to address, but the freedom you get on the other side of it oh my goodness, it pays dividends. Like it makes your life so much better, so much better. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I came from, and I'm going to share this, um, in an episode coming up on my podcast, but I came from a background of like, just debt was okay. And, um, you know, spending, because it's fun and whatever you earn is what you are meant to spend and not really saving anything. And so it definitely does feel overwhelming at first, but like Dave Ramsey talks about the snowball effect. It's like when you get started, you do get on this roll of like, oh, I didn't buy that little thing at Target that I really wanted. And then you start realizing that, hey, I'm the kind of person that can control myself. I'm the kind of person that can not buy that really nice thing that I want because I know I don't need it. And so I think it's it really can be simple. You're so right. It's not easy. That's really true. It's not easy at all. But with you know the tools you've shared and and also prayer and an accountability partner, whether that's your spouse or a friend or family member. Um, it can be simple. You're so right. 
Um, any last words before you let people know how they can connect with you? Yeah, and just one thing I want to add to that too is that was a motivator for us is knowing your why. And that's also in the how to own your finances so they don't own you. But you will have this in maybe each spouse has their own why too, but that'll help push you through those times. And one of the things that we did through the, the budget is by listing out all of the uh, expenses, the um, we have all of our spend clumped into one and then we monitor that throughout the month. But we've treated it almost like a game, like it's a competition to see how little we can spend, how, how to stay under that, maybe even have a surplus within the spend account when we're when we're done each month, too. So knowing your why is a motivation and then maybe turning it into a little game is also something that's really helpful. Yeah. And I just want to add one thing. Um, God calls us to, he wants us to live an abundant life and he wants us to live our purposes. And by abundance, he doesn't mean an abundance of material items or an abundance of debt. He means an abundance of life, like serving people and being able to be free to do the things that he puts in our heart. And oftentimes we can't do those things because we're chained down by our finances. So if I can say anything to your audience, I would say, take charge of your finances today. Do not wait. Don't put it off because your finances, your financial problems are holding you back from being the person that God has called you to be. And that is like my biggest passion in life is to tell people to step up and be who God has called you to be because the peace that comes with that, it's amazing and it's so beautiful. And so the first step is to get charge of your life and your finances are part of that. So as soon as you do that, um, I think it you will see the peace almost immediately. That's awesome. So I agree. So well said. Thank you guys. So fun having you. And yeah, I'm excited for people to connect with you. Where's the best place they should go? So our podcast is the Millennial Mission Podcast. And Stephanie's made appearance an appearance on there. So check out her yes. episode. It was really great. <laughs> Um, and then our Instagram is where we're m most hanging out, hang out most there. It's at Bethany and Corey. And we'll give you the links because Corey's name spelled a little bit weird. You have an E in there for extraordinary. <laughs> um, e for extraordinary. I love that. That's awesome. And then that free download, I'll make sure to put that link in the show notes too. And then the information about your mini course. So people can check that out if they're interested. It sounds and great. Thank you guys for being here. I'm so yeah, happy that you. we to talk about this. It's a big topic and it's heavy, but you made it fun to talk about. So thank you. Thank you. It's always so good much. to chat with you. Yeah. You guys Great talking too. to you. You too.